0: Today, we're going to continue and actually finish, I think, the reading, uh, the first, the detailed um, analysis commentary on Gospel of Thomas from three sources, Marvin Meyer, Thomas Lambden, and I believe Andrew Bernhardt's interlinear version. We start at saying 100, and there are a total of 114, and uh, there's some interesting, as always, this is the end of the... Um, document, the end of the sutra, we can say, gospel, and uh, sometimes deeper messages are presented at the end as well. So let's start with Marvin Meyer's version of saying 100, from Marvin Meyer saying 100. They showed Yeshua a gold coin and said to him, Caesar's people demand taxes from us. He said to them, give Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Give God the things that are God's, and give me what is mine. Interestingly, I noticed that throughout the whole Marvin Meyer translation, uh, there's only one mention of the word God, which is here, and it's not capitalized. But Caesar is capitalized, as if Caesar is a proper name, but God is not. And small g, God, usually means one deity among many. So this is, I believe, Mr. Meyer's bias he capitalizes Caesar but not God Thomas Lambden 100 they showed Jesus a gold coin and said to him Caesars men demand taxes from us he said to them give Caesar what belongs to Caesar give God what belongs to God and give me what is mine and so uh, this was uh, this is a question uh, pertaining to um, right action uh, in relation to the um, material, social, worldly, versus the spiritual, transcendental, uh, essential, and then he as a bridge. So Caesar as the worldly, God as the source, or the spiritual nature of all, and as an, you know, essential start, in alpha and omega of, of life and give me, meaning Yeshua, what is his. So, <clears throat> this is um, sort of appropriate uh, appropriate relation, you know, right relations. Uh, for, you know, for the pig, you give pig food, not not pearls. For Caesar, you give gold coin, yes, you know. He's not saying overthrow the system and kill them all. He's saying give them what's due, but you know, he also supposedly went to the temple and chased out the money changers. So, Jesus is not quite a pacifist, but he's also not a a revolutionary, um, you know, insurgent um, who's trying to destroy the material system. And what belongs to Caesar is what belongs to the worldly, which really means act appropriately in the material world uh, and give it its due whether it's uh, financial taxes or, um, you know, clothe your body and make enough money and take care of your family. Give God what belongs to God, which means um, give to um, the essential um, what it deserves. Appropriate or deserving giving is right relations. Uh, Pay attention or value appropriately all you know the worldly and the spiritual and the teacher or teaching as a bridge to between the worldly and the spiritual, give me to give me what is mine, third phrase uh, are three levels of, of three types of right relations, or three types of relation, the worldly, the spiritual, and the bridge between the worldly and the spiritual as the teacher and the teaching. And value each appropriately, and make right relation with each sphere of life—the outer, the inner, and the path between the outer and the inner, or from the outer to the inner. Uh, Right relations, uh, right valuation, uh, and um, that—that is of harmony. You know, uh, heaven, earth, and man. So heaven is of God, er, uh, earth is of Caesar. And man is is that which goes between, uh, the material to the the spiritual. When we go to Thomas 100 from Interlinear, uh, we actually can see this is a goes even deeper, with some philosophical implications. So from, Interlinear version 100, did they show Yeshua a denarius? It was actually a gold coin, a denarius, and say they to him those who belong to Caesar, they demand from us the taxes, says he to them, give those belonging to Caesar, uh, to Caesar, give. Give give those belonging to Caesar, to Caesar. Give those belonging to God, to the God. And that which belonging to me, is give you to me it. And, uh, a very tight translation is um, Yeshua saying to them, those who belong to Caesar, um, give those belonging to Caesar to Caesar. <laughs> now, it's you can say, give the people who belong to Caesar with Caesar, or we'll give the things that belong to Caesar to Caesar, but um, he chased the money changers out of the temple because they didn't belong there. And this whole issue of belonging to... Is also is the deeper level i see which i think is important who do you belong to who is your true family what is your true um, relation or association in terms of uh, your long-term welfare and benefit or what is deeper and most essential to who you are and where you're going is it the worldly or is it the eternal is it the um, physical material is it the spiritual essential inner and so those things belonging to Caesar, give to him. Those things belonging to God, give to God. Those things belonging to the teacher or the teaching, give to the teacher or the teaching. Uh, that, um, that portion of your time and your attention that is appropriate to each, give to each. And um, determine your personal values. In accord with taking care of each realm of our life the material whether it's financial taxes or clothing and the body and taking care of the physical life and the spiritual or essential and um, the learning of the way or the walking the bridge don't live on the bridge but don't uh, put the bridge into neglect <laughs> maintain the bridge but um, you probably can't make a home on the bridge, but you can make a home going between both, you know, where where lies either side of the bridge. So, anyway, it gets very deep, but uh, you can say, um, who do you belong to? Who is your true family? Or, on what side are you? <laughs> What's your, you know, choose your side. And, um, choose your side means, um, you know don't um, uh, don't be confused about who you are or as you know who you are you will know um, your true affinity and so that's another level here let's go on a 101 from Meyer then Lambdon, and interlinear. those who do not hate their father and mother as I do cannot be my students and those who do not love their father and mother as I do cannot be my students For my mother gave me falsehood, but my true mother gave me life. And so it's not just hating mother and father. It's also loving mother and father. But it's a distinction between worldly mother and true mother, or true parents and worldly parents. Going to Lambden, Jesus said, Whoever does not hate his father and his mother as I do cannot become a disciple to me. And whoever does not love his father and his mother, as I do, cannot become a disciple to me. For my mother, dot, 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 but my true mother gave me life. And so you see that the the original was fragmented. Let's see um, what Interlinear has to say. He who hates his father, not with his mother in my manner, he shall be able to become disciple to me not. And he who loves his father, not with his mother in my manner, he shall be able to become disciple to me not. My mother, for did she bear my body forth. My mother, yet true, did she give to me the life. So, oh, you see where these translators really fall down. Uh, They really fall down regularly. (laughs) And so Meyer is really deceptive fellow, and and the real um, card, I'd say, because uh, the original doesn't say, my mother gave me falsehood. <laughs> Not at all. It says, my mother gave me my body. She bore my body forth. Not my mother gave me falsehood. So what is Meyer doing, trying to uh, split p- children and parents? So, <laughs> we understand about Meyer a little bit. Um, it's a it's a real mistranslation to say for my mother gave me falsehood and my true mother gave me life because the interlinear shows my mother for did she bear my body forth my mother yet true meaning my true mother did she give to me the life and so there's no falsehood here there's uh, my physical mother and father and my spiritual eternal essential mother and father and so there are human parents and there are spiritual parents or uh, worldly, physical, biological parents um, who ought to be given, you know, what? Love and respect, uh, if they deserve it, so long as they're not, you know, abusive uh, sadists, and um, spiritual. And again, it's a matter of Yeshua bringing the sword of discernment to say, well, you have your worldly parents, but your worldly parents are not spiritual parents, and they didn't give you life with a capital L. They, they bring forth your body, but that 's not life <clears throat> and though there's life with a capital l, and so when he 's talking about hates um, the, the those who hate don't those who do or don't hate their father <clears throat> and their mother in his manner it's not personal hating it's um i mean you know i wouldn't use the word the hate <laughs> i'm not recommending hating parents but It it seems to be a a strong word, obviously, um, perhaps used for emphasis and obviously with meanings that I don't understand, but associated with um, giving to Caesar what's Caesar's and giving to God what's God's and standing with the essential, uh, although one um, respects adequately or proportionally makes right relation with the worldly and the material, including the human parents. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be saying uh, hate your parents, but some cults (laughs) teach people that. And um, it is certainly associated with this principle. Uh, There is the worldly and there is the spiritual. The worldly may well be to your short-term welfare and benefit, but not to your long-term welfare and benefit. Katama always said, What is to your long term welfare and benefit? And so, the gains <clears throat> of the world, like the four positive worldly wins, right? Uh, gain, material gain, uh, mainly wealth and possessions, uh, pleasure in body, uh, praise and honor from others in society, uh, those are perhaps to one's short term welfare and benefit. Where short term means of the lifetime, long term means beyond only the lifetime, the lifetime and future lifetimes. And uh, if you don't know the difference, or you don't know that there is something beyond the material, you'll live and die in darkness, and come back and um, may have a hard time leaving. But, uh, you know, (laughs) that's what Orion wants. So, hating, quote, hating father and mother in my manner, and even that may be a, a, a subtle cue that we're not talking about hating in ordinary hating we're talking about hating perhaps uh in seeing the um limitation because or or seeing the worldly the biological parentage or family for what it is which is a temporary uh bringing forth of body and helping us you know in various ways uh, and we have a certain responsibility and um, obligation to to help those who help us or to be loving filial children to parents. I think so, yeah. But they are of a lifetime. <laughs> you didn't have them as parents before this life, you won't have them after. Hmm. And then there is um, um, loving his father, loving one's father and mother. And Lambden, who actually um, is brighter than he than, than I thought, capitalizes father and mother in the second phrase, meaning loving his father, capital F, father in heaven, God, source, and mother, <coughs> which uh, could be seen as the logos, you know. If father is intelligent infinity, mother is the logos, principle of love, light, that's fine. And the son comes forth, or Holy Spirit comes forth out of the union, um, and light comes forth out of the union of love and will, right? So the Father is will, the Logos is love, and the product is uh, light, which is the Sun. That's one way to look at it, or Holy Spirit, or intelligent energy, sure. So <clears throat> the action of free will upon love, the action of infinite Father power will upon infinite love, um, heart love. Uh, of of the father or of the infinite. You see, even father and mother came out of the one or the infinity. You know, to even say father assumes there's a mother. In fact, it's not that father uh, begets by himself. The father is already a differentiate a gender, you know, or a uh, parentage differentiation philosophically from infinity. And uh, its counterpart is mother with a capital M. The goddess, the, the eternal female, the divine feminine, really love, infinite love. So, infinite love is the mother, infinite will power is the father. Both of those are differentiations out of infinite intelligence or intelligent infinity, the one infinite creator. And they give birth to the child, the son, um, or the spirit, Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost, or intelligent energy. Uh, they deserve to be capitalized, uh, those, uh, infinite, infinite will, infinite love, and that's, and Bernhard did, loves his father with a capital F, and loves mother with a capital M, and, um, old Meyer, <coughs> who misses the ball regularly, seems to be, um, doesn't even capitalize father and mother, so is he a deceiver, or is he deceived? Hard to say. But uh, he doesn't capitalize Father anywhere in the Gospel of Thomas translation. Whether it's Human Father or Divine Father, Infinite Will, neither place he doesn't know where to capitalize it, so he's obviously missed something. 102, starting with Meyer, Yeshua said, Shame on the Pharisees. They are like a dog sleeping in the cattle manger. It does not eat or let the cattle eat. (coughs) And um, Lambden Jesus said, Woe to the Pharisees, for they are like a dog sleeping in the manger of oxen, for neither does he eat, nor does he let the oxen eat. And this is related to the earlier um, the earlier saying where he had said that the scribes and Pharisees have taken away the keys to the kingdom uh, and don't let anybody else, I forgot the number, it's up there somewhere. The Pharisees, the scribes, the Jewish uh, proto-Talmudic orthodoxy of the time didn't—they—they they took away the keys to the kingdom, and didn't—and didn't—or or the keys to the book, and didn't read it either. Meaning, they uh, very much like this. He didn't eat, but they also don't let others eat. So they're—they—they they are like um, what squatters. So the Jewish Pharisaic orthodoxy of the time as like squatters of dogs in cattle sheds. Yeah, So he really didn't like them. And, um, you know, (laughs) what were they doing? Child sacrifice? Again? Then? I don't know. Check it out. But um, one may wonder why Yeshua was so intensely critical of them. Hmm? Maybe he had some real basis in terms of their harm to people around him. So they're like dogs sleeping in the manger of oxen. Um, neither does he eat, nor does he let the oxen eat. Um, they prevent uh, access to teachings of, Gnostic, of Gnosis, really, teachings of the Way, capital W, and don't partake of it either. Going to the interlinear, uh, says Yeshua, Woe to them, the Pharisees, for they are like a dog. He is sleeping upon the manger of some oxen, because neither he is eating not, nor he is permitting not the oxen to eat. So, uh, like a dog in the cattle or oxen shed or manger, uh, usurpers, uh, squatters, uh, take like uh, squatting in human society, uh nodding allowed not allowing you know living in somebody else's house uh, you can say that the service to self entities on planet earth are living in god's house where they're squatting and took up residence but it's by logoic decree they're allowed to be here all right so the uh, service to self martians and Maldekians, and orion minions here on earth from the beginning and now have been allowed to be here or are allowed to be here by logoic decree so You know, we have to keep that in mind. And it was known then that they would parasitize the population and squat upon the population and uh, prevent the population or make it more difficult for the population to find the way of love, wisdom, path um, from uh, the human to the divine and do all the things they do to teach, um, you know, self-harming under the guise of, um, you know, uh, orthodoxy in all religions, actually. And or any (laughs) philosophy of uh, control or any philosophy that doesn't um, emphasize love, love and wisdom and respect for free will and harmlessness, Uh, any teaching uh, or culture or custom that is associated with control and uh, seeking dominance and uh, not honoring freedom and harmlessness, Uh, is um, akin to not permitting anyone to eat um, or the oxen or humanity to eat that which would uh, lead uh, to the spiritualization of mind and um, uh, freedom from death (laughs) freedom from required rebirth so it's not that they uh, stop it but they certainly make it harder for 3D other souls here Uh, to seek love and light so uh, they're not eating they're not interested in love light and they make it harder for others to find it as well yes indeed 103 Yeshua said again we're going Meyer to Lambden to interlinear Yeshua said blessings on you if you know where the robbers will enter so you can wake up rouse your estate and arm yourself before they break in Uh, And who is he talking about, the robbers? (laughs) He's talking about the dogs sleeping in the cattle manger. He's talking about the Pharisees. Okay. Uh, Lambden, 103. Jesus said, Fortunate is the man who knows where the brigands will enter, so that he may get up, muster his domain, and arm himself before they invade. So the brigands, the thief, um, will come to your mind and rob you of your possessions, your estate. To rob you, rob us, of what? Of um, access to spirit, or access, um, easier access to love, wisdom, to reality and truth, to the kingdom of, of heaven within, to the sovereignty within. And that's what all sorts of false teachings do, including holy war and um, you know the I, me, my selfishness. It's not only Pharisees, obviously, or Jewish folks, but you know all religions involve this uh, mm, robbery of um, robbery of easy access. Access to fourth, fifth, sixth chakra is always available. Uh, uh, access to truth is always available. Easier access is not available, and so greater efforts needed are needed. What do the what do the robbers do? Well, they come in, they um, infiltrate your mind, right? The depths of the distortions that infect your peoples, Raj said. And so there's infection, or there's contamination, or there's basically, in our worldview, in our mind, we have taken in harmful, corrupt elements of falsehood. We're not talking about uh, the Jews doing it. We're talking about the service to self-leadership having done it um, you know, even the notion of private property as some kind of uh, essential goal in life, while it's all given up at death, all sorts of views uh, are akin to um, having entered the home of mind. Uh, and how do we prevent that? Well, um, you got to know where they'll enter, or how, uh, what what ideas are co-opting to identify co-opting distorted beliefs. How about that? We could probably talk, I could talk for an hour on just 103, right? Where the the robbers come in is the weak places that are exploited by service-to-self uh, manipulators. Basically, lower triad blockages. Wherever there's lower triad blockage, there is an exploitable, uh, rel- an exploitable um, chink in the armor as rob would say so you got to know yourself and know <laughs> the correlate between lower triad blockage and distortions or hum- unhelpful patterns in mind if you know that you have some sense of where they may enter and how to prevent that well get up <laughs> muster your domain uh get up uh, this, this is a case where i think Um, Meyers translation seems a little nicer. Robbers will enter. So you can wake up. (laughs) Be aware. And that's what Yeshua was here for also, to help us wake up. To help us wake ourselves. Rouse your estate. Meaning, get your energy going. Get get your will uh, in gear again. And arm yourself, protect yourself, to defend yourself before they come in. And so we can look at the interlinear. Says Yeshua, a blessed is the person this who recognizes in which part the thieves are coming in so that he shall arise and gather his belongings and bind of him upon his loins before they come in and so it's blessing to recognize where thieves and harmful elements uh, may come to you and um, where you may receive and incorporate them them. And basically, you can say any attachment to any of the positive worldly winds is one way, right? Any attachment to material gain and possessions, an attachment to, you know, luxury and possessions and wealth, any attachment to physical pleasure, right? Eating, sleeping, sex, drugs, uh, you know, drink, um, whatever, clothing. Any attachment to praise. Oh, I want people to like me. I want approval, appreciation. I don't want to be scorned. Uh, And uh, attachment to fame or honor. I want to be known widely. And any very heavy aversions to the opposite worldly winds. Loss. I can't stand it that I lost my job. I can't stand it that he has more money than me. Or uh, the worldly wind of pain you know, uh, I can't live without uh, sex, I can't live without partner, I can't live without marriage, I can't, I can't take care of my own room, I can't wash my own clothes, <laughs> that's painful, or I, I, you know, can't work hard um, because uh, I'm weak, or I've weakened myself, or I have sickness, so all sorts of uh, dynamics associated with pain and illness of body are exploitables, Likewise, um, strong aversion to uh, blame and strong aversion to dishonor, right? I can't stand it if somebody blames me or criticizes me. Uh, I have to lash out, or I hate myself, or I collapse, or uh, dishonor, you know? Oh my God, I got a bad review. Oh, somebody said something bad about me on YouTube, ooh, or somebody said something bad about me here or there. Um, All of these are exploitables. This lower tri- lower triad blockages equals negative entities exploitables, how they may they are triggers that are um, chinks in the armor or exploitables for negatives, as well as areas where we just make more trouble for ourselves. And so those are the places where the thieves come in and gather your belongings, get your stuff together, get your act together, and bind your loins or bind your gird your armor on your loin protect yourself Uh, and that's ultimately going to be love wisdom so all heavy stuff here 104 starting with Meyer they said to Yeshua come let us pray today and fast Yeshua said what sin have I committed or how have I been undone when the bridegroom leaves the wedding chamber Then let the people fast and pray. Very esoteric. Um, The difference between, you know, this is the um, second fetter, third fetter Buddhism uh, attachment to rites and rituals. Uh, Praying and fasting as bodily performance behaviors, which may or may not purify mind, which may or may not assist self in purifying its own mind. So... Praying and fasting, they, uh, the disciples, like more ordinary folks, say, you know, do this and you'll be helped. Well, <laughs> there are people who pray and fast and go out and slaughter. There are people who pray and fast and are black magicians. They pray and fast too, you know. Yeah. So they're, you know, either well-developing on the negative path or they're <laughs> screwing themselves up and they'll end up born without a left hand and a withered left arm. Mm, it happens, you know. So, uh, Yeshua is really saying, you know, what's the problem that I have committed, uh, that I have to uh, pray and fast in this way, in your way, in the way you think you ought to, uh, to atone or undo a sin? Um, And I think the final phrase, the final sentence is what really explains um, when fasting and praying is appropriate when the bridegroom leaves the wedding chamber, and let's see what Lambden has to say, 104 Lambden, they said to Jesus, come, let us pray today and let us fast. Jesus said, what is the sin that I have committed, or wherein have I been defeated? But when the bridegroom leaves the bridal chamber, then let them fast and pray. And again, uh, the notion the simple-minded view which is attachment to rites and rituals that simple performance of the behaviors of prayer and fasting equals atonement for sins or purification of mind not so Uh, that is the wrong view to dispel that he does and says you know am i sinful or is there a problem uh when the bridegroom meaning the guy groom is a man i guess when the bridegroom leaves the bridal chamber after union with the bride then let them fast and pray Uh, or let the bridegroom fast and pray let the people fast and pray as meyer said hard to say let's look at the interlinear say they to him come and we pray today and we act to fast says yeshua what then is the transgression transgression did I do it or did they vanquish me in what like a defeat but when the bridegroom comes from in the bridal chamber then let them fast and let them pray so uh, it's hard to say what he means there's the worldly view that the bridegroom groom what has finished making love with his wife on the wedding night, or is preparing for the wedding. I don't know when, what it means the bridegroom comes from the bridal chamber. Comes forth from the bridal chamber. Is that after, you know, prima nocte, the first night? Is it before preparing for the wedding? I don't know. Uh, Is it after union, after gnosis, before gnosis? I don't know. (laughs) Does it represent... Uh, movement away from Gnosis, or the succession, the, the fulfillment of Gnosis. If it's the fulfillment of Gnosis, the, the you know, male-female union, anima animus union in the oneself, or the union of uh, tendencies, uh, then it's sort of saying that uh, fasting and praying is appropriate as, as a culmination, as the indication that, that the work has already been done, not to do the work, and so there's outer performance of ritual, and, the, and, and then there's the, there's the inner work that is intended um, to be achieved by the ritual. And he's really saying, perhaps, uh, fulfill your agenda, your purpose, first, and then you can do the outer uh, performance of the ritual, like fasting and praying. Uh, pay attention to what needs to be done, do what needs to be done, then you can do the outer um, rites and rituals, fine. Maybe. Um, But it is certainly the case that many people have a very shallow view that um, and, you know, only Sotipana knows that rites and rituals um, are not salvific, are not purificatory in and of themselves. Uh, Again, you know, there are... One can do fasting and praying and end up with uh, even more distortions than one had when one started. Even less love or less wisdom, indeed. And one can continue steadily developing love and wisdom without fasting and prayer also. And so there's the saying, what Jesus said, uh, not what a man puts in his mouth that causes sin, but what comes out. And so there's outer behavior uh, and then there's inner purification or inner work. The inner work is crucial. The outer behavior may or may not support it. But simple performance of outer spiritual activity, like prayer and fasting, veganism or rituals or, or, you know, arati or um, making merit in the Buddhist temple uh, with the Golden Buddha, may or may not associate with um, purification of mind or heart or love-wisdom development. Which we should know. (coughs) 105, we may not finish all this today. Yeshua said, uh, again starting with Meyer, whoever knows the father and the mother will be called the child of a whore that's Meyer uh, from Lambden who doesn't like such rough words Jesus said he who knows the father and the mother will be called the son of a harlot son of a harlot son of a whore <coughs> now we're talking about human father and true mother or not let's look at the uh, interlinear closer to the original and um, interestingly <coughs> um, Bernhard does not capitalize father and mother, neither did Lambden, so we're talking about uh, human father and mother, biological parentage, not divine. Says Yeshua, he who shall recognize the father with the mother, they shall call him the son of a harlot, <laughs> or whore. So well, the word maybe was harlot, but harlot I guess could be whore. <clears throat> and interesting, the word in, um, in Greek is porn, P-O-R-N-H, porn. Porn is a whore, harlot, pornography. Hey, hey. So, uh, pornography equals harlotry. Hey, hey, harlotry for all. So, Yeshua, he shall recognize the father with the mother. What does it mean? Um, Lambden translated, I mean, uh, Bernhard translated as acknowledge father and mother. They shall be called son of a harlot. Uh, I don't know exactly what's meant here, but it seems to indicate human father and mother acknowledging them could be the acknowledgement that they are not one's eternal father and divine mother or the source of love, infinite love and power that gave us life. Um, Jaja give us life, and um, <clears throat> seeing the human <clears throat> as the human being called son of a whore, or harlot, um. What is a harlot or a whore? Uh, What, he or she or she who sleeps with many? Uh, But it's not just the mother as a whore, right? It's mother and father, they're both whores. (laughs) Son of my earthly parents is a son or child of male and female prostitutes. Okay? So my parents, it's not just mother is a whore, it's acknowledging uh, human mother and father, uh, them akin to prostitutes. <laughs> uh-huh. Meaning what? That they sleep with many? Well, maybe they're chaste and only sleep with each other. Um, there's some kind of wantonness. It's, um, I think it's really just a, a putting in its place materiality and biological basis. The biological basis and the single incarnated basis. These are my parents only for one lifetime if you hadn't noticed. They're not going to be your parents after you die. They're going to go their way, and you're going to go yours, and um, neither will your body remain. So body falls away, and this association of parentage falls away, and um, I think it's basically the, the metaphysical limit or limited value from a metaphysical perspective. Of the, the parentage, the human parentage situation. The human parentage situation. These two are my parents who gave me body, but not eternal life. They gave me body for one lifetime and act as my parents and may have been loving and wonderful, but they will go their way and I'll go mine, or at least um, this is not of forever. That acknowledgement is an acknowledgement of their position akin to a prostitute or harlot. Being not one's true, not a true um mate, not a true beloved, a temporary beloved uh like a prostitute may do right short term love so short term love for money <laughs> of the harlot is akin to single our incarnational love or union uh of body um and maybe care. Uh, by human parentage. So, something like that. That's pulling it out. I'm sure nobody even looks at these that closely. But, I do. And I hope you enjoy. 106, starting Meyer, (coughs) Yeshua said, When you make two into one, you will become human children. When you say, mountain move, the mountain will move. And of course, that's control of intelligent energy, right? Magic cities as a result of contact with intelligent infinity, six and seven chakra linkage access to intelligent energy six chakra etheric power indigo um, activation and working makes mountains move Lambdon 106 <coughs> jesus said when you make the two one you'll become the sons of man and when you say mountain move away it will move away so making the two one becoming the son of man, or becoming human children. Um, one of these guys is off, as usual, probably Meyer. But the phrase human children is also not so bad. Um, because there is um, human children. What the hell does it mean? Well, there are children, and they're human, so why have to say human children, not animal children? Well... It's um, becoming as as a little child, as a small child, which is the the um, you can say recapture, or re re reactivation, re um, integration of the purity of mind heart as a little child will have like an infant even, and Nityananda talked about that the prana has not left the sushimna for a child of a certain, you know, infant of a certain number of days or weeks. Uh, That's what becoming human children is akin to. It's the purity of mind, heart, and sincerity. Like Confucius said, the the true sincerity of a superior man or the gentleman, man or female, um, which is um, being straightforward. And that's akin to becoming human children. But, Lambden says sons of man, let's see what Interlinear says, says Yeshua, when you make the two one, you shall become the sons of the mankind. And if you say it, O mountain, move, move forth, it shall be moved. So, as usual, Bernhard, uh, Meyer makes trouble, um, it wasn't human children, it was son of man, or son of mankind. And so, be careful, you know, I appreciate translators, um, and all of them make some trouble by their um, um, lack of um, <laughs> ethical uh, sense of obligation and uh, a sense of responsibility to stay true to the original at any cost, even if the reader may have to use their mind a little bit. So, um, making the two one is akin to going from dual self-object subjectivity or dualistic consciousness to unified self, six chakra, six-dimensional, non-dual awareness. Yeah. It's uh, akin to um, opening the heart with l- with wisdom sufficiently to heal the lower triad so the lower and the higher and the diaphragm does not obstruct and the lower and the higher come into greater integration or unity the height the summit of that of course is higher self returning to God as sub sub logos as sixth density um, perfect balance love wisdom and, and awareness of one that is you know learning the law of one is making the two one but it's not a law or a thing it's the reality that all is one life then one becomes sons of mankind with a capital s and a capital m very nice that bernhardt you know so you see my view the superiority of bernhardt's interlinear translation uh, over both meyer and Lambden. Uh capitalized appropriately i'd say sons of the mankind sons of mankind the true son of mankind is uh, is the higher self, is Atman. And uh, the son of God, the son of man. Uh, akin to small children's mind, yeah. But that's not what was written here. Uh, then, so, making the two one, or moving into awareness of one. And you see, that's not just like some thing like, oh, everything's one, okay, everything's one, I am, you know, look at the tree, see the creator, okay, the tree's my creator, cool it It's that awareness that comes from <clears throat> the the purification of mind heart or the freedom from lower chakra blockage that leads to that awareness it's not that that awareness is some kind of thing we should keep trying to remember in our mind intellectually oh okay, everything's one, you know look at my toenail, see the creator, look at the animal, see the creator, okay, cool, I can talk to the butterfly, but it's the purity it's the cleansing of doors of perception the development of love wisdom which is harmlessness and kindness and receptivity and clarity discernment and commitment to honesty and truth that does you know apply to oneself first to purify uh, psychological distress and patterns of attachment and distortions in mind and low self-esteem and uh, patterns of aggression and patterns of attachment to sorrow and grasping all that leads to making the two one Uh, and then you know we become sons of mankind or son of man like he was too so the whole notion that that Jesus or Yeshua said I am the one and only son of God I don't even think that's true I don't think that's true I think he said I'm a son of man and uh, when you make the two one you will be too when you make the two into one, or return the two into one, you too shall be a son of man as I am. Not, I am the one and only path to the, to God, and everybody else is going to fall away. No, he probably never said that, but you know, <laughs> Council of Nicaea didn't want to hear you too shall be sons of man, and so again, it's um, you know more human distortion as usual. One o seven Meyer, Yeshua said, the kingdom is like a shepherd. Who had a hundred sheep one of them the largest went astray he left the 99 and looked for the one until he found it after so much trouble he said to the sheep i love you more than the 99. Uh, we saw this before that uh, in valentinus the uh, gospel of truth the whole notion of uh, yeshua going after the one that strayed not the ones that didn't stray taking care of them, taking care of the one that's off reservation. Um, That's why he came to the people in the Middle East. They, (laughs) the Jews, the Hebrews, the whole community there, the whole Middle East scene. The white people. The white people of that, or Semitics, let's say. Okay, Semitic, whatever. Of that area, they are the ones that strayed. (laughs) He didn't go to China. (laughs) He didn't go to Africa. Um, He didn't go to India, or maybe later. But he went to uh, you know, Palestine, uh, Nazareth, Jerusalem, the whole zone there—that's the that's the realm of those who've strayed. <laughs> and look what they've done—they've become the basis of uh, Illuminism and New World Order uh, adherence. The minions, you know, the proto-minions of Orion, or the minions of Orion two thousand years ago—the lineage unbroken till today—that's uh, the one. Those are the ones who've strayed, and that's why Yeshua came to them. The kingdom is like a shepherd. So the kingdom that he represents, or that he is, Yeshua, as a representative of God, or uh, the the confederation, (laughs) the council, um, does work akin to the shepherd who goes after the largest one who went astray. The largest also is um, interesting, because there is greater power uh, for those that have become more negative or Western Civilization rules the planet, right? Globalism is the, um, you know, uh, globalist cultural imperialism. Western glo- Western cultural imperialism, globalism, materialism uh, is the largest of the sheep and they've gone astray. And um, that's where Yeshua came. <clears throat> 107 Lambden, the kingdom is like a shepherd who had a hundred sheep one of them the largest went astray he left the 99 sheep and looked for that one until he found it when he had gone to such trouble he said to the sheep I care for you more than the 99 uh, and let's see what Lambden or what uh, Bernhardt has to say 107 interlinear says Yeshua the sovereignty it is like a person shepherd has he 100 sheep did one from among them stray the greatest being hmm. did he leave the 99 did he search for that one until he found it was made he weary says he to the sheep i desire thee more than the 99 <laughs> so you know translators are real trouble <laughs> they really got something wrong with them they do a great service and then they undercut regularly So he didn't say, I love you more, uh, Meyer. He didn't say, I care for you more, um, Lambden. The interlinear says, I desire thee more. I desire you. For what? Not for sex. I desire you. I desire to bring you close. I desire to bring you here to me. I desire uh, association with you more than the 99 who didn't stray. And so, you know, like going to hell for three days. He didn't go to heaven for three days. He went to heaven after, <laughs> forever, but, or higher dimensions. But there is um, uh, the statement of preference. I want you more. Uh, you can say, I love you and I care for you. Sure. The word was, I desire. I desire you and, our, and you to be near me more than the others who didn't strike. And he was made weary. He was weary. Indeed, it's tiring to help. And that's so wanderers are also akin to this shepherd who goes after the uh, one that strayed. But, you know, wanderers may come to 3D planets that are doing well uh, and, um, you know, very rich in love, love harmony, or 3D planets that are profoundly distorted, civilizations profoundly distorted in 3D, like here. Right? We can't plumb the depths of the distortions that infect your people, said Ra. So Wanderers coming here is akin to um, desiring the Strayed more than the non-Strayed. There's other levels to it, but let's go on. 108, I don't think we're going to finish this today. What I might do is finish close to the end here. And then next time do a review of the entire Gospel of Thomas. 108, starting with Meyer, Yeshua said, Whoever drinks from my mouth will become like me. I myself shall become that person, and the hidden things will be revealed to that one. So if you drink from his mouth, one becomes like him. The whole association of mouth to mouth or the divine kiss is a Christian Uh, tradition and um, There is sort of mouth-to-mouth communication in many traditions. They talk about mouth-to-ear or secret oral transmission Which is not sexual obviously, but um, has been sexualized by some Elements in the (laughs) church over time or whatever religion not just uh, Christianity Uh, But it is it, it you know mouth is the place that receives nourishment and and produces speech taking in the material and putting for, pourth, forth the mental-spiritual, or the mental, right? So taking in food and drink for the body, and bringing forth words or song as expression of thought or mind, in nourishment in for the body, and uh, communication or production out from the mind as speech, that's mouth. And so if you receive from his mouth, uh, you're receiving, you know, the purified, the, pur- the, the purification or the result of uh, nourishment received, purified, and producing output of, you know, spiritualized communication, spiritualized mind. So nourishment comes into the mind, into the body by the mouth, one way. And comes out as speech or mind that is more or less spiritualized. And if you absorb the spiritualized mind uh, product uh, of speech of uh, Yeshua or a great teacher or a sage or someone who is enlightened, um, you're absorbing, uh, you're taking nourishment in the spiritualized mind offering of, of such a teacher, such a one. I myself shall become that person. What person? So he drinks from his own mouth? (laughs) I myself shall become that person, and the hidden things will be revealed to that one, the one who drinks from his mouth. Uh, The point is that the person who drinks from his mouth becomes like him, uh, or becomes him. 108, Lambden, Jesus said, He who will drink from my mouth will become like me. I myself shall become He. And the things that are hidden will be revealed to him so if you uh drink from his mouth the spiritualized communication or spiritualized mind offering mind heart offering of he yeshua then you become like he you're nourished on him and that's a, probably the root of uh, you know the sacrament of the blood of the wine and the wafer right my blood and my body, um, the uh, wine and the wafer, body, you know, uh, blood, blood and body, is probably what came out of this, uh, you know, uh, a fragment or a saying like this, and eating me, um, latent cannibalism in Christianity. I might, but of course it's, you know, it's a concretization, physicalization, materialization of uh, spiritual initiatic uh, teaching or or phenomena that, uh, you know, Gautama said spiritual association is the whole of the path. Kalyana Mitra, spiritual friend, friendship, association, community is the whole of the path simply because if you stay in spiritual association to others, uh, if they're truly spiritually developed, then you become like them. You eat what they eat. You eat them. And what you're eating is a uh, spiritualized heart-mind offering. Then Yeshua becomes like that one too. You become what you eat. Uh, You um, vibrate in harmony and resonate with those with whom you have close association. If you want to see who a man is or his level of development, see that with which he associates himself with. He or her. Meaning, if you want to see a person's character, look at their associates, that which they associate themselves with, in terms of everything, in terms of people, in terms of place, in terms of career or work, in terms of uh, interests, in terms of reading material, in terms of entertainment or, you know, what is not study but is um, relaxing, you know, um, environment uh, materials, like movies and books and whatever, movies and music and all that. So, if you want to see a person, look at that, which, that with which he nourishes himself with. Look at those uh, with whom he associates with. Look at, look at the environment and you'll know the mind of the one there. Yes, indeed. And um, if um, one is in an environment that doesn't fit one's mind or character or aspirations, one will have trouble. I shall become he and the things that are hidden will be revealed to him, so there's the revelation uh, as one becomes um resonant or one becomes the son of man too. And so not Yeshua the only son of man or son of God, but you too shall be the son of mankind as you realize the kingdom of heaven within. Says Yeshua interlinear, he who drinks from my mouth, from in my mouth, he shall become in my manner. I myself I shall become as himself is and those things hidden shall be revealed to him I myself shall become as he is I myself I shall become as himself not I shall become him but I shall become akin to him so there isn't a full fusion there is a resonance there is resemblance there is uh, harm, harmonic harmonic um, relations <laughs> that's uh, spiritual resonance between um, the follower and the teacher or between the person and that which he or she nourishes him or herself with that which you take in you become that which you seek you become um, that which you associate yourself with you resonate with one resonates and that's probably more proper than become so one resonates with that which one nourishes oneself with one resonates with or becomes as um, those people and um, belief systems and um, perspectives or attitudes and ideas that one exposes oneself to or takes in so that's why spiritual association is critical Uh, but Uh, there is uh, high and low, (laughs) or true and false spiritual community, or spiritual teaching, and one should know the difference. There are, you know, there's spiritual trivia, transient information, there are spiritual uh, essentials associated with the principles of the path, and the principles, the nature of self, the nature of God, the nature of plan, the nature of healing. If you know it, uh, you'll do well, and uh, if you don't you you know (laughs) you'll become or resonate with the trivial so it's important to know the essential versus the trivial 109 actually you know what why don't we just end it here uh next time we'll pick up at 109 um i hope it was useful next time (laughs) i'm sure i can do uh five or six of these in an hour <clears throat> but these these are uh, they seem to be quite rich here at the end, or maybe I've grown up a little bit. But um, next time we'll pick up at 109 and go from the three versions. Conclude here the reading of the Gospel of Thomas. Uh, maybe do a little summary or uh, read through. See how much time we have. Uh, it's very interesting stuff, and um, uh, a treasury of spiritual principles are presented here. I would say. Or is presented here and um just like we'll find on 109 the kingdom is like a person who had his treasure hidden in his field and so we're exploring um the inner treasure the outer treasure the treasure of true self the treasure of the whole complete self the treasure who which is one with the source of creation, all is one. You are the creator too. So, uh, knowing, you know, if you know yourself, you know God. But it's much more than me, me, me. All that little me falls away. My wisdom. There is no my wisdom. There's wisdom. There's certainly my distortions. You can own your distortions, but you can't own love wisdom. (laughs) If you own it, it's a distortion. If it's not a distortion, it's unownerable. ...because it's universal. It's of the One. And um, we can't say, uh, I send you my love, or this is my wisdom. Mm, True love, true wisdom are universal qualities or properties and functions of mind or sentience. Uh, Unownable, not the possession of anyone. Uh, But um, seeking to understand spiritual principles like we're seeing here in the Gospel of uh, Thomas... Uh, helps us um, resonate with or become as like universal love and wisdom, love and light. And so uh, I hope this has been helpful to you. Thank you for being here. Take good care and good night.